Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Gotta make hay while the sun shines. What's this? This is Hello, Sunshine. What if by sharing our stories, we could change the world? Welcome to Hello, Sunshine. Hello, everyone. I'm Maeve Higgins, and I'm afraid of change. I am, but I know that the best beginnings start with an ending. Welcome to My Best Breakup, the show about breakups that transform our lives. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. This is My Best Breakup and my name is Maeve Higgins. I'm a comic, I'm a writer and I have a dog. So I want to tell you um, why we're making this show. I think breakups really are seen as a bad thing and people are scared of breakups and you tell someone that you've broken up and they get tears in their eyes, especially if you're in your 30s and you're female. (laughs) But the thing is, if you don't break up with something, there's no space for anything new and change is scary. But change also leads to fabulous new opportunities. So this show is about breakups. Yes, we'll talk about breaking up with people. We'll talk about breaking up with friends. And we'll also talk about breaking up with ideas. Take me, for example. My biggest breakup has actually not been with a person. It's been with a whole country. I left Ireland, where I'm from. I don't know if you can tell. Tapa de Moran and Tuya. I left Ireland five years ago. I broke up with her and I moved here to the States. And it was hard, you know. It was sad and I still miss Ireland and we see each other but it's kind of awkward but if I hadn't done that then I wouldn't be here you know I wouldn't be living my New York life I'm now shaped like a bagel <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I love being here and there's been a whole world of opportunities and fun and people and opportunities to follow my curiosity that have opened up to me because I left Ireland because I broke up with Ireland To get this season started, we're going to have a classic romantic breakup story, which I'm sure a lot of you have been through romantic breakups. You know, it doesn't work out. You think, oh, I love you and you love me. And isn't the water so blue today? And like your family are funny. But then something horrifying happens where one person decides, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. I can't find my receipt. But the thing is, I don't love you anymore. And so we need to end this. I've heard all about them. I've seen them in films. It's obviously, it's never happened to me. It's happened to me a few times, but in the interest of honesty, I'm, I don't know if you ever had a surprise breakup. It's like a surprise birthday party, but it's, there's more tears. (laughs) There's less cake. I mean, there's, there's a different type of cake. There's cake in the dark. There's cake at midnight. (laughs) There's cake alone. Surprise breakups are terrible. And that's what happened to my very first guest. So Ariana Margulis is this incredible artist. I follow her on Instagram for a long time now and I really feel like I know her even though actually her Instagram is her alter ego. It's this amazing little character who 
messes up all the time. She's basically like a vessel for all of Ariana's own insecurities and vulnerabilities and frustrations and certainly poor romantic choices. It's incredibly relatable and warm and funny and adorable. So I'm so happy that she's here today because before But Like Maybe really took off, Ariana herself went through a surprise breakup that really did inspire her. We'll get to that in a second, but for there to be a breakup, there has to first be a love affair. I was dating a guy named Brooks who... Brooks? Brooks. Brooks. Like Brooks Brothers? Yes, like Brooks Brothers. Was he one of those guys? You know, it's <laughs> funny because he kind of, like, it's what? a very stupid, stereotypical name. Like, you see the you say the name Brooks and you think exactly, like, what kind of guy he was. But he wasn't, like, a super prepster. So we did both work at Ralph Lauren at the time. But he was, <laughs> he was like, part of Double RL, which is the cool Ralph. Like, it's, like, the hipster Ralph. It's, like, kind of, like, the the denim like badass line and so he was a designer and I did window displays and I was like oh my gosh and we met and and it was slow to start because I thought he was really cool and I thought he was so handsome but I wasn't sure I was kind of very famous for these I was a serial dater right (laughs) so I had tons of these three week three monthers and yeah. one of my friends I you know remember consulting one of my friends who knew him and I was like oh you know he's so awesome but I do not know if I'm feeling that spark and she was like you know what you have to give people a chance like there's not always this magic that happens and you're like swept off your feet and I was such a believer in that I was like waiting for my you know that magic moment and I said okay well like, I'm going to try. Yeah. So I really pushed and I really tried and I pushed myself to be open. I pushed myself to like keep keep getting to know someone, to open up to someone, to, to learn more about them. And it was this weird first experience where I actually did. And slowly, like, I, I started to really like love him like I was like oh gosh maybe this is what a real relationship is supposed to be like you you grow would you say you were friends at that point or you were dating but oh, just no. kind of slowly we were dating but slowly but yeah. then it definitely grew it right. definitely like right. I like we were full-on boyfriend girlfriend full-on like I thought I was you know falling in love and I was really excited it was finally something that like made sense to me and I had really opened myself up like he even was really he was really funny in the relationship because he would say to me he knew he knew I was trying he's like I'm not gonna let you run away I'm not gonna let you run away the Um, door is locked yeah (laughs) he was like get to know me I'll surprise you and what was different about him than the kind of guys that you had this sort of like flash with I think I was a very I was attracted to like shiny things yeah like I dated guys that were like oh he was like the coolest artist in town or like he's this really hip photographer or he's in a band like I liked guys like who had like a status yes I was you know and I'm I'm so ready to admit that I was totally into that and I was more like a flash in the pan for them as well you know it would be this magical thing and then it would end yeah and like no judgment I think that sounds really fun yeah totally you you moved to New York you've had this like kind of awkward you know adolescence so why not be like right pick the best ones and have such a fun time yeah it was kind of like I could start over here no one knew who I was I could be who I wanted to be 
So one weekend we went to Connecticut and it was like, I got to meet the mom. I got to meet the family. Like the aunt was there as well. And it was like, oh my gosh, his mom was like this strong, amazing, independent woman who was like a teacher and an artist. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like his family's so cool. Everyone's amazing. Like, and I've loved. And we spent this weekend and came back. It was like Memorial Day weekend, came back on Monday. And I was like, I was just over the moon. I was so excited. I felt like totally this was it. And I guess meeting someone's family, I, you know, you do feel that pressure. Like I have to impress the parents. Totally. But also it really, you really get to know your boyfriend that way. Yes. Because you just get to see all these like tiny habits they have, like the food they eat. Like it's such an insight. Right. How he treats his mom. I think that's a big thing with guys. And yeah, like trying to impress her. I remember she was like an airbrush artist in the 80s or 90s or something. So I brought her like some crazy vintage airbrush catalog and she thought it was so rad. And I was like, yes, score. I won the mom over. (laughs) So here's where we're at. Ariana's worked so hard at falling in love with this guy, Brooks, and it's going so well. He brings her to meet the family. She is killing it. Impressing mom, chatting with the aunt, learning about what baby Brooks was like. So sweet. But we are careening right towards the breakup. They're back in New York after the weekend family getaway and Ariana starts to get that bad feeling. The next day we were texting... His texts were coming in slower. There were fewer words. Those dots. It was just a thing where like I got this weird feeling where I was like, why isn't he trying to hang out tonight? You just get this like kind of creaky pit in your stomach where you're like, "Uh oh. And I said, oh, I'm uptown today by your office. Do you want to like, and he was like, let's go for a walk um, in Central Park. Like, Come meet me at the office when you're out. So I was like, okay. I was like all excited. And I go down and we, I meet him outside. I remember like visions of him like waiting outside for me on Madison outside the Ralph office. It's like a very New York location too. It's like Madison and 59th. It's like right in the middle of like a lot of happening stuff. And we started walking. Like the big buildings mm-hmm. and it's yeah, very taxis just like, going by. And, yeah. yeah. I re- like, you know, especially like I think that's like when I when I moved to New York, I dreamed like I would be working somewhere like that. And we started walking in Central Park and he sat me down on a park bench. We didn't get very far. <laughs> we did not get far. I, I still remember the bench. And he sat me down and he was like you know, I just wanted to talk to you. And he put his hand on my leg and he was like, I just have to be really honest that you're an amazing girl, but you're an amazing girl, but this just isn't working for me. It was like someone like hit me with a car. Like I was so flabbergasted. And but like the minute he put his hand on my leg, I kind of like, I thought he was going to be like telling me I love you or like, you know, something like a declaration of love. And he, and he said, you know, this just isn't working for me. And then he went on and he said, you know, I haven't been myself. I've been, you know, spending so much time, you know, I've been really thrown off. Uh, my meditation schedule is just off. What? Because, because of you. Exactly. And it was so weird because in that moment of like insane pain, I also found this like crazy <laughs> humor like joke where I was like I am throwing off your meditation schedule and also like 
I also couldn't wrap my head around the fact that like I dated some guy who was so into meditation. Like I'm a big fan of meditation, but at the time I was just like, oh my God, I'm throwing off your meditation schedule, bro. <laughs> like really? To this day, I remember exactly what I did. I looked at him and I, I told him I didn't, I was like, stop talking. I don't want to hear anymore. I took my hand and I took his hand and I picked it up and took it off my leg. I stood up and I said, I never want to speak to you again. And I walked off and I like out of an episode of Sex in the City and I actually never, I always saw this in movies, but I never had done it and I've never seen anyone in New York do it. <laughs> but I went over to Fifth Avenue because we were right by the entrance and I yelled, taxi! <laughs> I remember it as clear as day and some guy like picked me up and I was like <laughs> sobbing in the back of the cab. Oh. And but I was also like it was this weird thing where I think I was more I wasn't sad. I was more mad at myself, which is the weird thing because I finally had opened up to someone and I finally I worked on myself for someone and yeah. it went terribly wrong. Like it didn't work. And I got burned and I just was mad. I was like, I did everything you wanted me to. I opened myself up. I was the one that didn't like you at first. I was the one that wasn't into dating at first. But then you you made me love you. And then you didn't love me back. So and that was it. You never you didn't ever speak to him again. Well, I'm just going to jump in here because Ariana is about to experience firsthand as close as you can get to a real life do over. Brooks is back in town for fashion week, of course. But Ariana has no idea. Then, one night, she's out with a friend. It's probably two years ago, a year after the breakup. My favorite place, Paul's Baby Grand, and it's, you know, a, a, a dancey kind of like old school haunt in New York. And it's kind of one of the places that feels like very still classic. Like you go in, you're going to see someone who's someone. And it's like, it's very New York and sceny and it's cool. It, and there's Fran Lebowitz in it's, the corner. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. <laughs> right. It's totally a vibe. I remember seeing him and I turned, I was with my friend Savannah, who's very famously from Mississippi. <laughs> she tells everyone when she meets them, she's from the Delta. <laughs> and I turned to her and we were like, I mean, it was probably 2.30 or 3 a.m. at this point. And I go, oh, my gosh, Savannah, it's Brooks. And she looks at me. She goes, Ari, nuh-uh, you stay right here back with me, girl. And I was like, I have to say something. And she was like, she was swearing at me. And she was like, I am not going to like be responsible for your actions. Like, I can't even do her accent. It's so amazing. It's so thick, especially when she starts drinking. And here I start marching towards him and she's behind me going nah no girl and she's literally like pulling my arm she's like you are in a better place now you are happy (laughs) but Ariana couldn't resist and I see him and I tap him on the shoulder and I'm like what do you think you're doing here or something like that because it was your spot it's my spot and he knows that and he is like look, you're doing amazing things now. I'm in LA. Like, let's just be. And I was like, you made me love you. I was screaming at the top of my lungs in this bar. Like, you made me love you. I didn't even want you. I didn't want you. And I remember like almost crying and being like, I didn't want you. 
And I'm like having this full on breakdown epiphany in like in this bar. And he is handling the situation pretty amazingly because he's saying to me, he's like, I know. He's like, I get it. He knew he was wrong. He was being like a good guy about it. And I and I just was letting out all this like pent up year or whatever it was that we hadn't seen each other. Oh, it feels good just to listen to that. Probably I was letting out everything I wanted to say that day on the park bench. Yeah. That I didn't because I wanted to be the cool girl breaking up. I wanted to leave and say taxi and get in the car and never see him again. I wanted him to feel like I was better. But this, I just, I let it all out. But then we came to this weird place where I was like, thank you. I said to him something weird like that. I was like, thank you. I'm better now. And And taxi. Yeah. (laughs) And taxi. It's time for me to go home. It's time for me to stop drinking. Doesn't this sound like a fantasy? Like, imagine getting the opportunity to tell somebody exactly how you felt. To actually rage, scream it, and instantly be heard. You'd feel so much better. You made sure they understood what they did, and then you got your apology, and you got to emerge victorious. And there was a sweeter, more long-lasting result of the pain that she went through too. Ariana poured all of her insecurities and vulnerabilities into her art. And that creative bam, well, it started to resonate with others as well. Once that breakup happened and I started but like maybe and I really launched into it hard once I got the breakup because I was like, I need something to, to take my attention off of what's going, what just happened in my life. So I started doing these sketches. I really even launched into the breakup stuff because I was like, you know, I'm sure there are people out there. And once I start getting these, all these reactions, like, oh my gosh, this happened too. Like, oh my gosh, crazy, crazy. Oh my gosh. I was like, I can connect with women through these crazy anecdotes of my life and probably share and get feedback from other people's lives. And it just, it just spiraled from there. It was amazing. Like the way I use my writing and comedy is like it's how I think things through. Right. Like so I'm there's like a big muddle in my brain and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not really sure like even what happened. Right. And then it's like through getting it out that I figure out well I think I think this happened. For sure. Yeah. And that's a cool analogy. And I think you know literally she is me. She's a mirror to what I'm feeling. Even when I do something now, when I like make fun of myself for like, you know, once I'm moved for someone, you know, and I'm like, oh, like I can accept that I did that now. Like, even though I was telling myself at the time that it wasn't for him. The truth. It, comes yeah. Out. The truth comes out in these drawings or the truth of the way I'm feeling or, you know, the truth of that. I'm sad. The truth of that. I'm like apologetic. The truth of that. I'm angry. Would you say the breakup inspired your art? For sure. I think It was the catalyst for pushing myself. If that's the fuel that's like, you know, helping this fire to burn. Yeah. Like, I don't see that that's all bad. Maybe like a psychologist would be like, you guys, that's so unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, but I'm like, but look at the result. Like the result is that now you expose yourself for this guy, right? right? Hoping that that would connect you both. And it was really hard for you to do and it didn't work out. But then you started to do this Instagram where you were even more so like exposing yourself to complete strangers on the Internet. Right. And they were like, oh, my God, me too. Right. Same here. Yeah, exactly. So Ariana's told us all about being the breakup E. But what was it like being the breakup er? 
It turns out Ariana has been the Brooks before. I'm not perfect, and I think, like, I... You are. I know. I think you are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think a, a lot of times I seem like the victim, and but, like, maybe, and I think a lot of women... To like we talk about like you know how guys have wronged us but like sometimes I look inside and I'm like I've wronged a lot of people too like I think in my life like it's not like I haven't broken someone's heart as well and I am eternally ashamed of one particular instance was I was dating someone long distance I actually I lived in LA for about a year and a half, two years, and I was dating someone long distance who was from my hometown. Just the most amazing, sweet, kind-hearted, smart guy. He was visiting me. I would visit him. We had this plan where I was going to move back home, live with him. We were going to, you know, spend our lives together. And it was Christmas Eve day, and I was supposed to get on a plane to go to Detroit. And I had moved everything out of my apartment. I had only a mattress. I'd slept on one mattress the night before and my car was packed up on a truck to go back. I woke up and I got a call from my dad. He said to me, and he has this very like low radio voice, like (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson-esque. He said to me, he said, Ari, I just want you to know that if you don't want to go you don't have to and it was almost like this insane gift because I had just been waiting for someone to tell me I felt like a bride who had made all the invitations sent it out sent them all out and like couldn't go through the like it was I thought he was so amazing and it would have been so perfect but it wasn't time it wasn't my time yet it wasn't I wasn't done in LA I wasn't done I was forcing it. Yeah. And the moment my dad said that, it was like this relief washed over me. Because it was like no one had told me. Like I was so scared to disappoint, to hurt someone. But what I didn't know was if I was going to go through with it and be unhappy and not be really there and in love with him, like I would only be disappointing him more. And I said to my dad, I was like, thank you. And I was like, dad, I don't want to go. And I remember he I heard this sigh on the other end because he was half relieved, but half also like a dad and being like, crap, now I got to fix all this. Right. (laughs) So got this girl in L.A. on one mattress. Exactly. So like I remember he was like, call the car company, see if your car is still in the state of California, like all this stuff. And I think then the hardest phone call I've ever if I ever had to make was to call him and tell him on Christmas Eve day. I would not be coming and that not only was I not coming, but I didn't think that we would work. And he being the gentleman, kind hearted, amazing person he was, told me that he understood, told me that he, you know, he was devastated, but yeah. he un- he felt it. He kind of knew something was right. And we hung up and I spent I deserved every minute of spending Christmas alone and in that apartment. No. And I threw, no, I do. I think it was, I think it was good. I think it was really like I threw up. Like I really, I had had a very physical reaction to something so emotional that I had never really had to do before, but I had to be a big girl and I had to own up to the fact that like what I did was really messed up. And I, to this day, 
feel like it's the biggest regret in the way I treated him and the way I handled the situation. I should have known better weeks before, months before. I don't know. And then it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. At least Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but we love talking about breakups because, you know, the more we do the show, it's like breakups are transformative mm -hmm. because something that was there is gone now. And right. so what's going to happen in that space? Um, and it's often something new. So having been through like a few of these devastating breakups yourself yeah. on either side, what do you think about breakups now? Oh, I think they're so necessary. And I I tell that to any of my friends who break up or and or even like people who message me on but like maybe I'm like, you are going to be so happy oh. soon. <laughs> Not now. You're going to be devastated for a while and you're probably going to want him back and you're probably going to stare at his picture. You're probably going to like stalk his ex-girlfriend. And I did all those things, too. But now I'm so happy. It wasn't right. And then you're going to find that person that you're like, oh, my God, like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to laugh. And I think it's so necessary I always say, why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? I think it it can be such a an amazing process. And I remind everyone of like what happened to me and my little my little imaginary friend. <laughs> my little butt like maybe. That's like your magic brain though. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like to everybody, okay, what you need to do is yeah. create this tiny stick lady and she will. <laughs> but they'll find their own butt like maybe, you know? They'll find their own thing they'll start their own business they'll you know dive deeper into their job they'll get a promotion they'll you know meet a new person they'll bake a new cake they'll like it's like everyone has like something weird and magical that that will i do think come out of the darkness i mean isn't that the greatest revenge that even though you got really hurt and you put so much work and so much emotion into something that someone named Brooks decided is less important than their meditation schedule, but you can still come out on top. You can create something beautiful that connects people and makes them feel less alone. You can find your own community. My guest today was Ariane Armagoulis. You can find her funny and stunning work on Instagram at ButLikeMaybe and learn more on our website, which is hello-sunshine.com. We'll be back next week with another story about breaking up and moving on and how bananas it is when your kid, your child, the one that you made inside your body is the one moving on with their life. Tracy Macmillan is an author and she had to break up with her old identity as a parent when her son left for college. You know, I've been in this relationship 18 years. I decided I'm going to do the thing I couldn't do when he was here. I'm going to Europe. I'm buying a one-way ticket. That's it. And I'll see you guys later. In the meantime, tell us what you think. Use hashtag MyBestBreakup and tell us about your best breakup. Who knows, maybe you'll be next on our show. Maybe you'll even be the next host if the show decides to break up with me, which I think would be so, so sad. Make sure you subscribe and review. Only good reviews, please. Applepodcast.com slash breakup or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
My Best Breakup is a production of Hello Sunshine. It's executive produced by Amy S. Choi, Charlotte Coe, Rebecca Lair and Reese Witherspoon. Senior producer is Lindsay Cradwell and sound design is by Jocelyn Gonzalez and Samantha Gatzek. Music is composed by Jeff Tang. Production assistance by Shelby Sandlin and Mary Phillips Sandy. Bye! This was so awesome and very therapeutic. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have no qualifications. <laughs>